Good morning and welcome to the new media show. We're, uh, as we just found out, we're only up on Facebook Live, which is, for whatever reason, uh, YouTube is not working this morning. So if you are expecting us, well, <laughs> you, if you're expecting us, YouTube, we're not there anyway. But uh, good morning, Rob. Welcome to uh, welcome to the show. Good morning, Todd. I know the technical challenges, technology doesn't always work is what we were just saying. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we do the best we can and sometimes uh, those servers out there fail us. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what's weird is that everything went up this morning just like you uh, fully expected to. The you know the streaming encoder start and it says it's sending data, and you go to YouTube to start the stream, and it goes, "You're not online." Yeah, <laughs> we're not getting wow. anything from you. But anyway, we're we're here, and you know what? For the ninety nine point nine percent of the audience that listens later, you guys care less, right? That's true. That's true. It's a very small audience that tunes in live. But, yeah. Uh, but we love all, the, all all those folks that do watch live, though. It's yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Rob, you uh, you're back. I'm back. Uh, yeah. Where were you? I was. Uh, I went to Bologna, Italy, and uh, actually spent a day and a half down in Rome. So I was down there exploring the Vatican and other stuff down there. So I had. Never been there before, so I thought I would take a bullet train down to uh, down to Rome and check it out. So I spent a couple days down there, and then flew back. Uh, spent twenty hours um, traveling, getting back to back to Seattle. So uh, you know, it was an adventure, and it was great to get caught up with the speaker team and talk about some important uh, topics and issues that uh, are brewing in the podcasting space and with the company so it was a it was a great trip so but i'm glad to be back well you know you're lucky you're not in jail i heard you run into some trouble at the sistine chapel uh, chapel <laughs> yeah. yeah i took a picture in a certain uh, certain uh, uh church that i wasn't supposed to so you know i'm just this naive uh, you know tourist so. yeah Snapping pictures. Did they, uh, were they nice or did they yell? Oh, there was like a thousand people in the <laughs> church at the time and they said, no pictures. Yeah. Oh, yep. so yeah, it wasn't so nice. It was just a, like uh, war criminal, you stop. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then I, I posted my experience onto, onto Facebook and got a whole bunch of feedback from people about their, their experiences from that too. Oh, so, okay. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Some people said, go ahead and share the picture online. Um, others said, I, I respect your, your desire to, to respect the church and not <laughs> post it. So, so I didn't wind up posting the, posting the picture. I figured there was a lot better pictures all, right. already available online. So I didn't need to contribute. Yeah. Meanwhile, 25,000 or a hundred million other pictures of the same place. Right. So anyway, well, yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Well, welcome back. And, of course, I'm back from the East Coast. And, uh, you know, I, I'd be honest with you, this trip, because I was gone so long, I had a really tough time on uh, jet lag. My, <laughs> you know, when you do a show sometimes, and this is good advice for all podcasters, when you, uh, after you've come off travel and you've got a show the next day and when you're jet lagged really, really bad, it's probably not, why it's just you just good to skip a show because the show i did thursday night rock if, if someone listens to it and really dissects it they're going to be like because i was drifting 
during the show. I would not be surprised if my eyes were partially closed during the during the yeah. recording because I I yeah. caught myself a couple times like, what the hell did I just say? <laughs> Todd, Todd had a couple of micro sleeps right oh, in the middle of his podcast. Oh my God! You know, and I was recording at eight p.m. Uh, Hawaii time, two a.m. East Coast, and my body was still on the East Coast, and and I had already woke up that day at like three thirty because you know, you know, just completely off. And oh man, I, I'm going to tell you, uh, I shouldn't have done the show, but uh, I haven't received any. Maybe it, it flowed and it was natural enough; people won't notice, but. You know, I made mention of it in the show yeah. notes. I'm like, uh, prepare, be, be prepared to be entertained. Yeah, yeah. Caution. Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe everything you heard of this podcast. <laughs> so uh, not my not my best work for sure. But uh, oh, well, hey, we got yeah. one in the can, right? <laughs> we did. What well, you did, yeah. Well, and also we did a show on on, on Spreaker last time. We yeah, did too. yeah, we that did. Was interesting too. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I was. They were all preparing in the background for a graduation, and I was had a cubby hole on MiFi, and it worked pretty good. I couldn't believe it. I was, you know, was one of those shaky Skype connections, and uh, all was good. Yeah. But well, audio is a lot easier to do than video. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, that's for sure. But anyway, we as as attest to this morning. So anyway, we are, uh, you know, it's the news has just. I mean, it's been on fire. You would think that Apple's announcement was, you would think that uh, the second coming had happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. They, yeah, I see the articles and the blog and the posts and stuff. The The new era of podcasting has arrived, you know, it's and, like it's, yeah. And what we're finding, we've actually, we got some pushback the other day because we're hearing that if you have opted out of sharing data on your iPhone, that there is going to be none of the, if those people that have, when they set their iOS phone up and when they say, uh, decline to share, uh, info that they're probably not going to get play data from those individuals, even if they're using the iOS podcast app. Oh, okay. Well, so now that's not confirmed by Apple, but you know, every indication that, you know, we're, you know, so, you know, they're not saying yet, but if that is the case. Yeah, there could be a lot of holes still lo- left in the data. A yeah. lot of holes. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, Tom Webster weighed in on the article that we put up on, on market share. And he says, you, your guys' numbers are the low. And Tom, if you're listening, thank you for your feedback. But he said, um, you know, our numbers that we shared were the lowest in the space as far as iOS market share goes. And, and I said, yeah. And the reason is, is because, you know, for the past three years, you've been promoting Android. Yeah. And we've made it easy for Android listeners to subscribe. And it's, you know, people using our tools, um, you know, have the ability for people to one click subscribe to, uh, to Android. So, and that's not a problem. (laughs) No, that, that that's the direction the whole industry needs to be yes. pushing towards. So if we're you know if we're moving the you know this is the thing I laugh about too. And uh, Rob, you, you you need to talk to Francesco and the team over there. You guys need to get that implemented. <laughs> and so does Libsyn, yeah. and so does Podbean, and so does Buzzsprout, yeah. and all these other companies. You know we gave that to the community, but no one yeah. else has adopted it. Yeah, I. <laughs> 
Believe me, it's not for me not Lack making of sure that everybody knew about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's okay. So, we'll yeah. we'll continue to uh, you know help podcasters get subscribers on Android. <laughs> well, it's important for us too. I mean, of I course know. we we have our own Android app that we put a lot of a lot of focus on True. as well. So True. it's it's um, you know Android is certainly an important platform for us too. But, uh, you know, and so, you know, I would assume that our numbers would be skewed and that, you know, Android would, or I, you know, the iOS market share hasn't went down. It's continuing to grow. So I would not expect, uh, you know, any, any, you know, any issues with the, uh, uh, here I am drifting. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, the, basically the, just the numbers are increasing, not the, then the percentages are changing. You know, that's the main thing here. So, yeah, but, yeah. but, uh, yeah, just everyone, wow, this is going to be the best thing ever. And there has been a few people that are on the bandwagon saying that people are going to get insights on whether or not their shows are doing well. And I think it'll be good for yeah. folks to see where the drop off happens in their shows. But it's, it's still not going to be necessarily complete, a complete data set. It's still going to be, it still should be viewed as a sample of right, what's right. happening with your prop, you know. I don't know that it's going to be as revolutionary to advertising as what's being portrayed right now, because um, it's it's going to be you know it's going to be real world data, yeah. so which is good, um, but it's not you know there's going to have to be some factor put into it around um, error error percentages too based on its uh, its its percentage of uh, completion so. Uh, there's going to be some error, but it's going to be a, it's probably going to be a significant sample, right? That yeah. you can, you can definitely make, uh, make decisions about and, and get some sort of a glimpse of what's actually happening around the actual consumption of that download. Um, since the vast majority of it is coming through the, um, the iOS, um, you know, applications. So it's, um, I'm, I'm optimistic. I don't know that it's a new era for podcasting. I just think it's just like opening the door, just like, you know, another six inches mm -hmm. to, to seeing what's happening in this medium. And I, you know, if that's all we ever get, I think it's enough. I don't know about you, Todd. Well, I, I do. And, you know, but I, I also am excited for podcasters because, you know, I, I know, you know, what, Okay, for example, you know, we've got this enterprise product that we provide to companies like ESPN and ABC that gives them partial download information. And that data has proven invaluable for those companies because what, you know, and the example I always give, and I, I'm sure I've talked about on this show before, is in an hour-long program, they were seeing active listeners that were, you know, had come in and weren't subscribers. And maybe I should talk just a little bit about that aspect but they could see that at like the 45 minute mark in one of the programs they had a huge drop off it was basically the, the program fell off a cliff and uh they went and looked at the program and at about the 45 minute mark they had a segment in there that they said mm, maybe this doesn't fit they pulled the segment out they changed it and they were able to keep the audience all the way through the end of the program and they increased their the roll off wasn't so bad at least on the you know just so we're clear on the download side, because that's all we're given. We're giving them yep. how much of the media, how much percentage of the media file was downloaded. So, but I think what the real tell, at least for us, is, and I hope that they give us trending data, 
is that we know that the instant someone presses publish on their show and as soon as iTunes indexes their program, within minutes, we see this massive spike of downloads happening. And that, mm-hmm. that spike happens for the first 24 hours. And, that, and really what that is is all the automated podcatchers that are grabbing that media file immediately. So you can almost, almost take your first 24 hours and use that as a, you know, a, a thumb in the air. You're sure you're going to have some, you know, web plays and, you know, a variety. Of, but the majority of those first 24-hour uh, grabs of that media is going to be the subscribers. And then, you know, then the, you know, the hockey puck, you know, happens in like 72, 96 hours. It, it, you know, you deliver the rest of mm-hmm. it, either mm-hmm. via online and so forth. So I hope they give this, this trending data to be able to show when the people come in, you know, okay. They, I hope they show, okay, here's your subscriber. Boom. And here's when that subscriber, listen, I hope they show that in the timeline now to me that's more valuable than than anything because i'm going to be able to say yeah you know uh, i had a thousand people download the the episode uh and i had 800 people come in and stream it within or or play it within the first 96 hours and they stayed 42 minutes of my one hour program Mm -hmm. that gives a podcaster something to go hmm about some will assume and Tom Webster assumes, and he's made the claim that he thinks a lot of podcasts will get shorter. I I don't necessarily know if that's true, but maybe. What do you think? Well, I think the whole, <clears throat> I think if it causes podcasts to get shorter, I think that's 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 bad. Actually, I mean, I I mean, this data should not be used to to make make decisions like that because then it gets back to the core of what podcasting is all about. Um, we're, we're taking data and we're trying to, um, you know, somehow use this data to, to cause us to, uh, change the content that we're producing and how we're producing it. Um, it, it just, you know, Todd, I, I think it takes it out of the realm of, of why people do podcasts. Well, I, I think this, this focus of, of you know, everything has to be analyzed and, and the data needs to get you know, used as a predictor of, you know, what you should do. It's, it's somewhat a, a, a tail that chases the dog. I mean, you're, I, I, I mean, if you make a change to your podcast, right, and uh, that's going to change the data. But you're not going to know what what your opportunity was that you missed. Um, so anyway, it's it's a complicated question, and I think using data like like this can be helpful is a suggestion. But I think when people start using this data to make their show shorter somehow, um, I mean, how much effort does it really take to do a podcast that's 25 minutes versus 15 minutes? You know, well, I, I mean, I, I agree yeah. to extend. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah, in, sure. in that. If you're doing a three-hour program and people are dropping off in an hour, you, you can re-evaluate. If you are doing, yeah. you know, I, I think it's going to give some perception to people on their shows. And what it will, I think what it ultimately will do is be like, and I, I really think this will happen. I think people are going to yeah. look at that drop-off timeline and they're going to say, what can I do? Yeah, to improve. To right. improve and, yeah. and kick the content That's up. right. So, 
and some people are going to change the length of their shows. Some people might go longer. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's hard to say. So it's going to be fun to watch yeah. this data. Uh, watch this. But, but I think you know this this kind of feedback that that people are you know it's almost like they're they're using data to to verify what what they what the agenda is, and that's um, to you know. Pod, shorter podcasts are better, you know, so well, this you, data is going to prove that, you know, well, it's, it's that perspective that I kind of, kind well, of object to. I don't buy into that either, but I yeah. do think that people are going to look at their program, sure. you know, in you, you and I've said it already. I think there's going to be some people in for some rude surprises. Um, yeah. you know, I hope, you know, maybe not, you know, based because right. we've already done so much look into this on, you know, I, I have really good handle, you know, being my show is, you know, coming on 13 years and years, you know, how many years have you been doing a show? Yeah. You know, I've got real good internal data on the percentage of people that stay to the end. I, I know what that number is and it hasn't varied from year to year very much based on a good sample rate. And I've, you know, I've attained that number through, yeah, you know, through the survey data that we do on, on the show annually. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it's going to do. We'll see if the survey data matches the matches what the audience says. And if it, you know, yeah. if it doesn't, then maybe it's going to be yeah. revaluation. Well, but, and I think at the end of the day, I mean, I, as a podcaster, I want to produce a show that I want to produce. Right. I, me too. Um, and then at the at the other end of the spectrum, which is the the audience. Um, there's always going to be a certain percentage of people that are going to listen to the whole thing. It, it right. may be a very small percentage, but those, those are the people that I also want to make sure are getting what they want too. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, if I start making arbitrary decisions just based on the bulk of numbers, so let's say 50% of my audience drops out after the first uh, 20 minutes or 15 minutes, does that mean that I'm, I'm going to forget about the other 50% of my audience that's listening to the, the rest of the show just because I'm trying to play this, this game of trying to force that other 50% to, to adhere to a 30-minute show. I think it gets back to, um, at the end of the day, I think it gets back to what the podcaster wants to produce, what the content is, and these little clues that you can get from this data can contribute to some decision-making that then needs to be shared with the audience and you get feedback from the audience. This is what we're seeing in the data. Uh, what do you think about us making a shorter show and getting buy-in from your audience on this too? Cause I don't, Todd, I'm sure you get this too. I get emails. <laughs> I've gotten emails from people in the past saying your show's too short. Yeah, you know, yeah. this, this week. And I get emails from people saying your show's too long. I mean, occasionally, um, because it, because I went longer than what it was the prior week and they listen to it on their commute or something like that. Um, and, and if it's too short, then they have like the last 10 minutes of their commute is, um, they have nothing to listen to, you know? So, and, yeah. And so I think goes, each show is yeah. different too. You know, I know based on just years of doing my show that an hour 10 is the sweet spot for my show, for my tech show. If I start yeah. going an hour 15, hour 20, then that, I start getting a few emails. There's sure there's a few people that love the longer show, but I also start getting the trickling of emails from people saying too long. Yeah. And I also see it in my numbers. If I go yeah. long 10, 50, or four, five, six shows, which somehow when you get on this tangent of going long, it ends up being a number in a row. 
then I'll start getting some feedback from people saying, hey, you know, or I see a dip in the, you know, in the data, I see a little dip in the subscriber numbers. So I know hour 10 is sweet. Now, on the other hand, if I go less than about 50 minutes, then I start getting complaints about what's the deal, <laughs> you know, too short. you know, too short, you're rushing or whatever it may be. So I think yeah, every yeah. show is find its own yeah. battle rhythm. And I think that part of what's going on here is I think a lot of the, the folks on the business side um, that, that are looking purely at creating packaged shows that will cater to advertisers. And that's what's kind of, that's what this whole thing is about, right? This whole discussion around making shorter shows is to cut down on production costs as, as was shared this week, um, that absurd number that, uh, you know, some podcasts, uh, network, whatever is spending a thousand dollars a minute to produce a podcast or something like that. Um, so if you think about it from a pure dollar and cents perspective, right, if you produce a 20 minute podcast, that's $20,000 an episode. Well, um, it's like being, so I can any... see why you might have some motivation to, to, uh, want it shorter, right? It's just like being at NAB and the guy talk came up and said, we'll do a, a package of 10 shows for you for, uh, you know, $23,000 an episode. And I laughed, but you know, there yeah. is, you know, you know, that said, I mean, maybe that's a good segue, you know, that. You know, someone talking about a thousand dollars a minute to do a, a narrative commercial, you know, whatever the podcast is, uh, you know, it's, I think they were in reference to, uh, someone that was doing, um, uh, you know, highly refined, highly yeah. scripted. And if that's a thousand dollars a minute, fine. Yeah. But, you know, I look yeah. at my cost, um, and basically my advertising model is a little bit different because with GoDaddy, I do a flat rate plus commission. So I'm not really working on a CPM basis, but I make enough to, you know, keep the lights on here and keep the family fed. So, yeah. you know, I take the, you know, the gross of what I bring in every year. And then I look at the total number of minutes of content I create. And then what I, you know, told Uncle Sam my profit or loss was. And, you know, it's a pretty easy way to do the division and see, you know, where we're at. But I'm also a small business owner. So you know, at least for this, for my tech show, for Geek News Central, <laughs> the way I look at it is, you know, if you have too much profit at the end of the year, um, Uncle Sam just loves to tax the living hell out of you. So for me, um, I would rather write myself a bigger paycheck, get the, um, you know, and bring the, you know, it's, I still pay tax on it, but I'm paying it on personal tax, not on corporate tax which is actually depending on, you know, it could be a higher rate depending on uh, your business type. I'm an S corp, so it, it passes through. So, but I would rather have, um, you know, so I play that game a little bit, you know, and uh, sure I have a minimum amount. I write myself a check for every month, but at the end of the year, if I'm doing better than normal, I write a bigger check. And if I'm not doing as well, I write a smaller check. So, you know, that's the game I play as a small business owner, but it's, you know, uncle Sam gets his cut no matter what. So for me, I, you know, I look at my cost per minute, it's going to vary every year. Sure. Well, and I think that those thousand dollar a minute, um, statements around the cost of producing, you know, a content like S town or something like that is probably a, what they're talking about, um, is, 
is really just the cost of the the talent, the producers, the executive producers, and the and that's pretty much it, right? I mean, well, all of the the yeah. content creation piece, and maybe maybe the distribution, but. Um, I think the context of it was that it costs a thousand dollars a minute to produce the content. So well, I, it could, you know, if you pin something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, if you if you have a staff of seven sure. people and and they're they put in so many hours, you you can do the calculation pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's and then for me, you know, I it, again, it's for the average podcaster though, and we're talking about the ninety nine percent. Let's be clear yeah. about that. They they have a, a a podcast hosting bill, and they have maybe a website hosting bill, and they have their you know if they and most of these folks are not accounting you know they're not giving their time a value. I value my time, so you know I I'm lucky enough I'm able to write myself my own paycheck. So mm-hmm. you know I'm paying myself. A lot of podcasters are unable to do that. So when they hear that type of number, they they scoff at it because you know, they've, their, their costs are nowhere near that. But, you know, in personal time, if you value your time and know how much you get paid at work or whatever it is, if you multiply that out, <laughs> actually, if you do, some podcasters might quit. Um, but, yeah. but I think that, uh, you're going back to what you, one thing you said earlier, I do this show, even though I love my audience and even this show, we, we do this show for us to, you know, sit and rap and chat and, and hopefully the audience gets something out of it. And my tech show, I do it for me too. And, um, you know, when my mom and I were doing a show together, it was therapy. It wasn't even, you know, we, we were still, you know, you know, still giving information to the audience, but it was, you know, I think a lot of podcasters are do it for themselves. Yeah, that's right. And I think we need to keep that in mind. I think uh, all this discussion about the, the, um, the other, the, the other part of podcasting, which is companies that are trying to make, make money at doing this and trying to build huge audiences and those kinds of things, which is all great and everything. But, um, you know, oftentimes, um, the real aspect of podcasting that built this medium gets forgotten about. Yeah. And that's, that's folks that are out there just producing regular shows, getting relatively small audiences and, um, doing it because they, they enjoy doing it and they love to share what they do. There is a place for those people in, in the discussions on all these things. It isn't just all about what the advertisers want. So, um, you know, I was yeah. two, two weeks on the East Coast, and I had uh, one full week of meeting with media buyers and in, in basically all over the Eastern Seaboard. Mm-hmm. And uh, not a one could care less about the new podcast data coming out as far as media buys go. I talked about it in every meeting, and they were like, we're already happy with the data we're getting. We're already, so, you know, there's this big yeah. thing saying this is going to be revolutionary for the advertising space. I, I don't, don't believe it. I don't get, yeah. it's, you know, I've been dealing with these vendors for years. Yeah. And maybe it's going to bring more money in, but the existing folks are like, we're happy. We're good. We're getting, you know, we're getting ROI that is X number of times better than anything else. You know, well, what, Todd, Todd, <laughs> Do you think that the agenda here is really to to build up confidence with the big brand advertisers? Is well, that the agenda? Maybe, here? maybe, and if it is, good. They've got yeah. the biggest budgets, you know. Yeah, and, and that's because it does seem like it's this whole thing is being 
um, kind of fanned, right? It's being played up as something I I believe much more than it really is. Um, and I think that that that's partially the the reason is that there that that side of the, the the advertising side of podcasting is trying to reach those deeper pockets, and if mm-hmm. it can build by the exposure of this data, right, which is like the holy grail of data, supposedly. <laughs> um, it's it opens the purse strings of these big brand advertisers. Then, then uh, there's a lot more money flowing sure. into those big big networks and those big platforms that are that are really um, catering to that. You know, I you know I can totally see how that would be the case. I mean, you and I have been speaking at conferences and and talking about advertising for a very long time, and um, I can see where where a certain segment of this podcasting space would get all excited about about this stuff because it's like a crack that can be uh, talked about yeah. and, and played up to say, you know, it's, it, it's a revolution now, you know, you, you know, you can get this data so you can feel confident as a brand advertiser that you're going to get, you know, who's your, got issues with data ad, ad actually heard, right. Yeah. You know, it may bring into line some of these, uh, well, again, there's only a few, some of these other players in the space, <laughs> you know, they may have to, uh, you know, they may get a rude awakening, but, uh, yeah, I could go the other way for some people. Right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, it, to me, it, it's, uh, again, it, it wasn't brought up and it, in an, it kind of got the shrug by, you know, the media buyers yeah. that we deal with. And they're like, you know, and we've been in this space a long time and I hear people always, oh, it's such a, it's in the press and everyone, it's such a big issue. And I, I, I just laugh. I, I really do. Yeah. Because in the discussions we have, it's never an issue, never. So, and we're working with, you know, and I want to hear, okay, why don't these companies, why don't these, we haven't, have we heard from the media buyers? No. Have we heard any quotes from media buyers? Maybe onesie twosies saying there's an issue? No, it's always talking heads that say there's an issue. Yeah. You know? And I don't, I mean, a lot of these, these media buyers don't get in the media and they don't talk really yeah. kind of generally that hasn't been the, the, the case. I mean, I know the rain podcasting summit happened what this past week back in, back in New York and, or I was heard, it in New York? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I heard nothing about it. There was no, yeah, it was no, back in New York. It was like darkness on social media on it. What happened? Anything? Well, it's, it's, it's the people that are involved in it. They're not really that, socially connected i mean they're big companies um you know national public radio ceo is a keynote and tom webster was a you know he was in there talking about the smart speaker smart speaker research you know mm-hmm. like the the echo and and that kind of stuff and um not even one percent yet yeah and iHeartRadio's chris Peterson was on stage with Stephen Goldstein. It's the it's the normal folks that are, you know, at these conferences at the Rain Conference, you know, uh, mid roll and uh, public media marketing and PRX and yep. all, all all those folks. And I'm sure they talked a lot about this this uh, new Apple data. I mean, it wasn't part of you know, Nick Qua was. A moderator of a panel session about podcast program development, and I, I will say that he wrote the first uh, the first 
newsletter that I actually yeah. partially agreed with him. <laughs> yeah. There was, and that's the, that's one of how many months. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know, I, I think I had 17 total media buyer meetings in, you know, between New York, Boston, and a couple other places. And <laughs> again, nary a peep, nary, a, nary a care. So, okay. Yeah. What does that tell you? Right. You know, our, our podcasting companies saying which, which media buyers have an issue? Nope, they're not. And uh, go ahead. I want to hear. I want to hear which media buyers are having a problem because I'll set up a meeting. I'll go meet with them and we'll find out what they're really saying. Um, yeah. Or they need to come out and publicly say they have an issue. But maybe, maybe the assumption is that the, you know, the brand advertisers are now going to feel more confident. Come in. If, it's a, if that's the case, great. We've accomplished, you know something and that'll give somebody some talking points but yeah i think it's really interesting that uh you know uh, you and i and our, our, our rob walsh are not involved in the rain rain business podcasting summit uh, uh rob i'm yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I know, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we know why, but, um, but I mean, it's interesting that that you know the prediction of the divide is kind of exposing itself a little bit here. But you know, it's uh, uh it it's, it gives a good storyline and it adds to the story. So, you know, yeah. and matter of fact, the I don't know when the you know the IEB's done a lot of work here in the last three four months. So we'll see. I don't know when they're going to make the new document out make it publicly available for public comment. I haven't seen the dates on that yet. So hopefully that's soon. And, mm -hmm. um, so is this going to be a fairly significant, um, uh, it's got some know, new stuff in there and I, I really, I'm, I have, I, I can't, you know, I can't say anything. It's, I know, I know you can't say too much, but yeah. So it's, and, and we'll have some commentary, um, about it when it's public. So, um, okay. No, that's good. Yeah, so back in back in Italy, we we talked a lot about the the Echo and the Google Home and mm -hmm. and all, all those kinds of kinds of devices. And I know that you know a lot of folks in the space are paying attention to these smart speakers and um, and the direction that that could could take us. Um, it's still a little bit un, unclear how wide-reaching it could be ultimately, but certainly right. the adoption of it um, is certainly a, a positive sign. I, I think um, it's a great platform. And, yeah. you know, it's an, you know, I've got a Google Home sitting right here. I've got three Echoes in the house. So yeah. it's not, you know, we're using them. I listen to podcasts uh, on the Amazon device mostly. But still, when we look at that metric breakout so far, you know, it's not even a peep yet because yeah. the majority of yeah. consumption is happening on the mobile device yeah and then i did get a chance to play play around with the google home device and it does seem to be tapping into the google play music uh, podcast area yeah so yeah so, so for those of you that don't know the command and i have to be careful because mine's sitting here you say okay in the name and you say uh what's the exact words i can for those of you that don't know uh, you have to say. I think you have to use the word podcast. Yeah, you, you say okay, and then the company's name. Uh, okay, 
OK beep to play the podcast Geek News Central, and it will do that. So yeah, yeah. And and then the Amazon is you you tell the Amazon Echo Alexa, uh, play the latest edition of the and then the show's name. So. Yeah. Um, and I think that those those platforms are going to get easier and easier to to use uh, o- over time. Um, and people are starting so. to build skills. So when you're seeing companies releasing skills and so forth. So, you know, it, it's smart to be in there and smart to have a skill. And, you know, it's just another distribution point, another of many. Yeah. But, but we also thought set-top boxes were going to be huge. And, set, <laughs> and set-top boxes did this and then this. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think for a lot of it, it never really got off the ground much. Too when you have the when you have the number one mobile app outside of iOS, outside the iOS app that only is garnering globally two percent market share and can't get above two percent. Yeah, that's it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to break new grounds, but it does give you a wider base. Gives people more opportunity. It may well, not. it does kind of raise the the question: When is um, Apple going to come out uh, with a Siri-based um, smart speaker? A, a, oh, there it's coming. They've already announced yeah. it. So, oh, it is coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Three hundred some bucks. So it's coming. Oh, that's right. I guess I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see their uh, their presentation this year. Yeah. So you know, we've got that to contend with. So that'll be the next second coming when that's released. And that's probably going to be where where we see a real I- impact probably is when that comes out. I, I don't know, you know, it's uh I think most Apple fanboys, you know, if they are up on their tech, I would I would be shocked, you know, the Amazon Echo and has such it, it, it's so cool. I I can't imagine Apple users not already having one. And but of course, the price point is going to keep some people away. Of course, you know, yeah. price point often doesn't. You could charge ten thousand dollars for a laptop, and people still buy it. People Just, still buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, me included. You know, I've got the Mac Pro sitting here, and you know, you know, MacBook Pro, and yeah. So I'm in the ecosystem too. But I'm the equal opportunity basher at both Windows and Macs. <laughs> So I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens with this thing with Apple. You know, and you know, we have got the PowerPress uh, updated, and we've been testing, and we've got some concerns uh, about releasing these tags too early. We're hearing uh, at least one report that if you are a new podcaster and you have the, and again, we have not confirmed this. So if anyone has submitted a new show with the new tags from your service provider and it's gotten approved. Let us know. We heard that if a new tag, if the new tags are in a new show and you submit to Apple, it will air out. So we are, we haven't got confirmation yet from Apple and we've had an email out for a few days saying, are you ready for these to be in feeds? So um, that's really kind of been our, and we've been debating uh, well, it seems a little odd that 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 it would cause an error out unless there was some sort of a syntax error in the feed. Because well, it's, wouldn't uh, wouldn't Apple just ignore the tags that it? it you um, would think so. So yeah. this is where you know this is our concern. So we're and we've got some more testing to do and um, on our side, and we've just been busy. So, but it's ready. 
And uh, we're, we're, there's also some other cool stuff that kind of flew underneath the radar. I'm keeping my mouth shut on that iTunes announced, and uh, we're going to bake it into the, to the next update. So um, it was in the fine print. No one talked about it. So that's my... Oh, I lost Rob. Well, he'll be back in a second. I, <laughs> I hope he's back in a second. So anyway, that's what's going on. I just a little bit of uh, stuff in the news while we're waiting for Rob to reconnect. Um, a little bit of movement on the SoundCloud front. Uh, they sent some emails out. They've got a landing page now on SoundCloud that uh, highlights uh, podcast. Am I online? Yeah, I'm online. I wonder what's going on. He'll let me know. I don't have my mobile phone in front of me. So uh, for those of you that don't know, SoundCloud also has a public, a publicly available application so that if you want to apply to have your show listed on SoundCloud, you can do that without having to go through your service provider. Um, so that's available. I'll have that up in the show notes tonight. That's been making the rounds. So you don't longer have to be tied to a specific uh, provider. And, and you know, they're not spreading the word on that, so we will. So uh, again, though they're very, very, very selective on, on who they uh, who they approve. Radiotopia has been launching uh, uh, launch a new podcast called Ear Hustle. So uh, you know this was the um, show that was uh, part of their contest they had for PodQuest, and uh, so Ear Hustle. Okay, here comes Rob. Rob, what'd you do? Have an internet goop uh, hang up? It's just my computer crashed. Oh whoa. Hey, that's Windows for you. <laughs> Did you get the blue screen of death, or what'd you get? No, it just it just rebooted. Decided to oh. reboot. Oh, that's not a good sign. I I wonder if it's not charging. Let's see here. Well, well, I me, uh, yeah, it's it's my tablet. Uh-huh. It appears to be plugged in. It's just not charging. Oh, so you you might be on life support here. Uh, it says it's not charging. Uh, it's something me, not plugged crawl underneath the desk and look. Yeah, let me look real quick. <laughs> hey, the, Keep uh, talking, though. Okay, yeah, the <laughs> Podcast Awards nominations open on July 1st. So if you haven't uh, registered already, please do so. We've got a good lineup of shows that have submitted. A few categories a little bit light, so look at the Twitter feed for uh, at Podcast Awards. There's also PopCon is doing something, uh, and they are they're doing some awards as well. Submit your podcast over there. Uh, to be considered. So the the link will be uh be up in the show notes. Of course, a lot of these articles are over at Podcaster News and over at uh, PodtoPod.com as well. Oh, you're getting serious here about. Uh, I see cables being broke out and everything. <laughs> All right, what else? Australia seems to be in the news a lot. Um been a lot of news coming out of australia in regards to podcasting and we've got several big clients down there mostly radio stations that uh, we work with and provide stats Uh uh-oh his computer must be really having an issue he ran out of juice again (laughs) but uh so anyway things are moving forward in australia in a in a a big big way um Of course, in the NPR side, in uh, 
you know, one thing I wanted to talk a little bit on the show today, and we hadn't got into it yet, is just lots of announcements by networks for, you know, doing uh, launching of shows and uh, continuing to add to their portfolios. Um, it's, that's tough. You know, if you think about building your own show, it's, you know, it's, it's a challenge when you're on your own. It definitely helps to be part of a network and get cross-promotion. So, but I don't see a lot of these networks reaching in and grabbing existing shows. A lot of times they're, they're building brand new shows, uh, from the ground up, which, um, is too bad because of all the, you know, tens and hundreds of thousands of, of shows that are out there that are, you know, really at this point doing very, very well, but largely ignored by what I kind of like to call the East Coast bubble. So, um, you know, that, uh, that's a really real thing now. And I truly think, and Rob and I have talked about this, uh, before that there's, you know, becoming a bigger and bigger divide between the average podcaster and the, uh, you know, and the big companies out there, they're, you know, building networks. Uh, there's so many great shows. I just, it surprises me. They're not reaching in and, and some are, some of the smaller networks are reaching in and, and signing shows. But I don't think a lot of these smaller networks have the financial resources to, you know, because usually when you sign with a network, you want something out of it. You want sponsorships, you want, uh, you know, maybe a, a stipend, something to that effect. And a lot of the small networks can't do that. But, you know, we learned very early on over tech podcasts that it was very valuable to, you know, at least have some like-minded people uh, working together. But you know, podcasters are pretty independent. So oftentimes it's, it's easier said than done to, uh, to build a network. Boy, this thing with Rob is bad. He's, he's really out. Uh, that's why I don't use a, a laptop for doing this show. It's why most everything here is on, on a, on a desktop. So hopefully he'll be back with us in a second. You know, one, one topic I saw, that um you, you know the ongoing debate about iTunes and iOS and discovery for those of you that are have been podcasting a while and listening to this show you know what you should do and we we need to get new podcasters to understand that you know there's there's life after iOS so for those of you that are existing uh, podcasters that have an established show, why don't you start asking your audience, how did you discover my podcast? How did you find me? And, you know, solicit that feedback and see what your audience says. And uh, I'm going to predict that the large majority of you are going to get re um, information like, I heard it from Joey. I heard it from, uh, you know, you're not going to hear too many people say, I found you in iOS, I didn't. I found you in the podcast app, but you're not gonna hear that. So I think a lot of advice people are getting, and they're so excited to get into iTunes, they think this is how their their shows are gonna get discovered. I think we need to be careful in making sure that we're giving good information to new podcasters. That you know, it's it's a distribution point, but it's not the end for all, and. Uh, you know, networking, going to events, building your show, building your trade, building your content, you know, building your brand is critical in this space. And if you get a few discoveries via an app or a platform, that's great. But 
I think the large majority of you are going to find out that your audiences have found you uh, by word of mouth. And um, I, I just think we need to make sure that we're letting new podcasters uh, fully understand this and and uh, and not be so focused on iOS. That's how we that's how we broaden the listening base on where they're tuning in. Is, is you know is is telling new podcasters that you know they need to build. Uh, you know they don't have to you know count on iTunes so much. Well, was, there was one thing I was going to mention that uh, oh, oh boy I'm I'm with Rob not in here I'm. There's one thing I wanted to talk about that I, it's on the tip of my tongue here. Oh, man. He's not here to fill for me. I don't have, have show notes. Let me, um, oh, I know what it's going to be. Um, you know, I'm not one to, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we've talked about SoundCloud a lot on this show. And there was a thread the other day on a uh, social media platform talking about that SoundCloud has halted all salary views uh, within the company. They're, they basically have indefinitely delayed salary views until they get another round of funding. So when a company puts salary freezes in effect and people are not getting raises and they say, we're not going to review your salary, um, and they're trying to focus solely on raising money, to me, the alarm bells are, are really, really loud and clear. And in uh, the signs have been there for a long, long time. And even SoundCloud themselves said, you know, back in January that uh, based upon their you know, $57 million loan they got, that they knew they were only going to be able to go so far on that cash. So one of two things are going to happen. Uh, well, three things. One, if they don't get another round, and they're on like round G, and really they didn't get a round last time. They got a loan. If they don't find a buyer, if someone doesn't acquire them, and probably at this point it's going to be a fire sale, and then all bets are off on what the new owner's going to do because they are going to, anyone that buys them is going to, you know, cut anything out that's not a revenue generator. Or three, they pull the plug. So my only advice for those of you that may or may not be on SoundCloud, is that you need to, um, if you're using their RSS feed, if they pull the plug, if you don't have control of that, you're, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, and for those of you that have only a single point of presence on SoundCloud, where, where you, if you send people to your show on their site and you have no other place for your show, um, you, you know, you're, you're in risk of extinction if they pull the plug. So at a minimum, make sure your data is backed up. All right. Have your data, not only in your computer, probably someplace in the cloud. Number two, consider, uh, shifting to another provider that can provide you, uh, an RSS feed that you know is not going to go away anytime soon. And of course, you know, if Rob was here, he'd tell you to go over to Spreaker and I'm going to tell you to you know, have your own .com and PowerPress because that's what I believe in. But if, you know, the main thing is if you have your feed under your control, if you've transferred it off SoundCloud and you're posting somewhere and feeding iTunes 
that way. Even if they go out, all you got to do is change hosting providers and, and you won't suffer an extinction event. So uh, back up your media files and, uh, and, and really, you know, make a determination if you should control your own feed if you're not already. I think there's real risk that we could lose. And again, they may, they may survive. But I'm just basically everything that's on the, you know, all the handwriting's on the wall here that there is, you know, and, and, and again, I'm a company owner that's in the podcasting space, but there's also, you know, I've got 20 competitors out there. Here's the key is that your show is the most important. That's the center of your universe. And uh, if you're a SoundCloud user, I want you to think about right now if, tomorrow morning you woke up and they were gone again i'm not saying that's going to happen how would that affect you how would you recover if you don't have a plan to recover um are you willing to let your show go extinct or be offline for weeks while because you'll be able to get online at some point you'll be able to redo your show redo your feed somewhere else and then you have to reach out to apple and make them change your source feed and that could take a while because you're not going to be the only person. There's going to be a lot of folks that are going to be trying to rush to make the move at the same time. So just have a plan is the main thing I'm saying here. And, uh, you know, have a master. Yeah, it, it, I can't imagine not when ha no one having a master of their media already. So uh, most of the services, you know, Libsyn, us, uh, we all offer migration services. So there is the ability to move your show if the media is still online and, you know, ingest your RSS feed and all that. Uh, at a minimum, what you could do is make sure that um, if you don't move, that you have your show submitted at, at Blueberry.com on the directory. At least then we'll have a complete archive listings of your show and we're able to provide you a an RSS feed to pull that data back the other way. Uh, we don't ever put our RSS feed online, but every one of the directory listings at Blueberry.com has an RSS feed tied to it um, that, again, we don't make public. We put your feed in there, but we can provide to someone that has, you know, lost their show. So there is uh, that potential to to back up and, and get back online. But... um. You know, and it's this is this is a true concern. And if they if they get around to funding, if they get bought, then you you know more likelihood you're safe. They're a big company, and they've got you know I don't two three hundred million dollars invested in them, so they have a vested interest to you know figure out a way forward. And a huge huge staff, and um, you know they've been looked at a couple of times by a couple of different companies to be bought. Uh, but, you know, when they don't get bought, that's an indication that there's some financial instability and the numbers don't look good. So whoever does buy them, you know, based upon two or three rounds of folks not buying them in the past, they're going to be looking to cut the fat. And uh, frankly, there's a lot of big shows on SoundCloud that have been uh, that are commercial shows that have gotten a free ride for many, many years. You know, they're they're using uh you know four five ten fifteen thousand dollars worth of bandwidth every month and they're you know they're just paying their uh hosting fee over there and uh 
and they'll incur real cost for their media if they, you know, SoundCloud goes out. So you, SoundCloud is not going to, if, if they are bought, if you're the business, new business owner, you're going to look and say, okay, who is costing me money? You know, where is my profit center at? I would, if I was buying a company, I'd look at where the profit center is and where cash is being burnt. And, uh, you know, I would cut the fat. Because if you buy a company, you don't buy it to lose money unless you got money to burn, <laughs> which sometimes happens. So anyway, we'll see what happens. But, you know, we put a post out on it. We're, we're concerned enough that we put a post on it uh, yesterday over on uh, PowerPressPodcast.com. We, you know, we don't normally talk about competitors in this way, but we have enough concern that we, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to put out a public warning that something, you know, to be prepared, if nothing else. And that, that's the key here. Well, Rob, oh my God, Rob's computer must have, must have died. And, uh, I don't have my cell phone here, so I can't even get a text from him. So it's not a good sign of what's going on here. But, uh, he was, his laptop was not charging. Let me look at what else I had in my list here. Those of you that are watching the show live, is there a topic that you want me to cover? Is there something you want me to go over that uh, that I can for you? And uh, drop that in the chat. I'd be happy to, to do so. And um, Rick says, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And yes, and Rick, what I'm afraid is going to happen is, is that they will, they will fall so hard that they will essentially um, they're not going to say we're shutting down in 60 days. They're going to try to raise, raise money all the way to the end. And in, um, in, and, and, and when they go out, they're going to go out in a, in a big way. All right. Well, we'll wait for Rob to, uh, to get back. And he also says you should have a, keep a master of your episodes online. And, uh, yeah. And if, and Rick also says if one has a podcast on SoundCloud, they need to prepare to, to move now. So, you know, it's just, uh, just do your due diligence, folks. Be, be prepared. And, uh, there's lots of providers out there that are, you know, not in, in, uh, you know, not running, uh, running issue you know i libson's not going anywhere anytime soon we're not going anywhere speaker's not going anywhere you know we're all financially stable companies and growing so um you know go out there and shop around figure out what you know where you want to put your show and again you know you know for those of you that have been following me for a number of years you guys know it's you know i'm oh there there rob comes rob looks like you figured it out I hope so. I hope it lasts. I think it was just my battery was so low, Sam. I'm doing this on my Surface 3 tablet. Yeah. And uh, I think the battery was just too too low and it wasn't charging fast enough to keep up. Ooh. So that's so. cute. It d- you need a bigger charger, dude. If you can't keep if it can't keep if the the transformer can't keep up. I agree. I agree. I don't understand why that was happening. Let's see. It shows here, let's see if it's 
Uh oh. Weird. Why would it show it's not charging? And you're you're chopping out it's plugged too. In the, is, is the lights are <laughs> lights are on, but no one's home. You know when I well, it's yeah. Go ahead. One thing you could do if it goes again, take the battery out. I I can't. It's a sealed surface tablet. <sighs> so how it's, long uh, how long have you had it? Um, I've had it for about three, three years yep. or more. Tell it time to tell Francesco it's time for, time for a new computer. Oh no, this is a personal <laughs> thing. But oh, yeah. well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> tell him you need uh, one anyway. Yeah. Well, it's, it's working. It's showing 7% battery, but anyway, but it says it's not charging, but all of the indications on the software show that it's, it's charging. Well, you know, you could buy a Mac. That's, could buy a Mac. I'm sorry, I don't even know how to use a Mac. <laughs> well, I've been trying Mac to keep everyone. Mac who? Yeah, I've, I've been trying to keep everyone entertained. I talked about, you know, the latest uh, rumors around SoundCloud and their uh, their salary freeze and no uh, no raise reviews going on. And uh, I, you know, I covered that extensively. We don't need to go any deeper unless you got two cents to add. And uh, talked about. And one thing I wanted to talk a little bit, a little bit deeper is: it, have you noticed? And we'll see if your laptop lasts. If there's any, uh, you know, all this news about networks and all these shows that are being launched by these companies, do you? I, I see a big upswing in that. Yeah, I do too. I'm getting calls from all sorts of people with it at various media companies wanting to start up little podcast networks and, and, uh, bringing in, I mean, it's just a lot of people jumping on board right now. Um, I'm constantly doing, doing calls with people that are forming small networks of shows. You know, I, and one thing I find too is I'm getting a lot of individuals that want to do the same thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, I, I've had to got to the point where I've told Mackenzie, my assistant, um, you know, because we've had the same influx, we need to be pre-qualifying people because I'm getting on calls and it's, you know, individuals that want to launch a network of three or four shows and they are, they have no money. And, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I ran into that just this, just uh, yesterday talking to a, a company back or actually down in, I guess down in Los Angeles. And they're this big, you know, media company. They were like bragging about how, you know, big they are and stuff. And then came, came down to talking about plans and they thought that $5 a month for hosting six podcasts was too much money. So (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) So, you know, when the person didn't come out and say, will you host us for free? Right. And ask that question. Right. But. But that's essentially what they're saying. So, yeah. I had a um, a network uh, sign up, you know, we, and they sneak in once in a while. And what we do is, you know, if, if a person's an in, in, independent podcaster and, you know, we are pretty lenient in our hosting policies. If, you know, if you use 10, 20 terabytes, then as long as you're independent, that's, you know, we eat that because that's part of our plan, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I, I'm skimming the report. I see this 
new customer that's come in and, you know, they got 45 terabytes of traffic in the first 20 days of the month. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so I, you know, I, you know, and they're on a, like a, a $40 hosting plan. So I, I, uh, you know, thinking, man, this podcaster's doing well. And I went over and I looked at their account and, uh, they're, uh, they've got four shows and it was from a big, a, a big company. <laughs> And uh, uh, one that you would know if I mentioned. So I, I, you know, I dropped them a meme. I'm like, by the way, you you are a commercial <laughs> company uh, with a with a you know a three letter network uh, beside your name. Um, you do yeah. not qualify yeah. for the forty dollar account. <laughs> Forty five terabytes. Yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah, you know, and you, you know, and let's be honest, uh, that's real money. <laughs> When you move 45 terabytes, it's, you know, it, it, obviously we have economy of scale because we move, you know, oh, sure. a lot of traffic and we get it, you know, but still <laughs> yep. 45 terabytes is a lot of traffic no matter where you're at. And uh, I said, we're going to have to move you over into commercial service and uh, here's what it's going to cost you per gig. And we're giving you a really good rate because you're moving a lot of traffic. And uh, the person came back and they were like, they were mad and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you are a big network. And matter of fact, I bet your own CDN could handle, you know, why are you hosting with me? You have your, probably you have your own Akamai, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, why? Well, you guys just make it easy. And I'm like, okay, great. It's, we make it easy, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're going commercial and I'm, you know, I'm rolling you over in five days or you can go somewhere else <laughs> and uh yeah. well it's yeah i agree with you i think it's it really gets back to uh you know it's this youtube mentality i think a lot yeah. of content creators now have gotten so used to posting content on youtube and not having to to pay for it right um that you know th they expect that everywhere now if that'd been a regular show yeah. if that just been some you know some guy or, you know, some independent content creator that's doing 45 terabytes, I would have said, Boop, you know, gulped it and, you know, uh, moved on. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, it, it wasn't. So, um, they moved over, you know, and in, 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 in all honesty, Rob, they knew, they knew, you know, they knew, oh, it, sure. they, 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 you know, and, you know, she's, well, we're launching eight more shows. And I'm like, great. Uh, you know, with your pro account, it's, you. you know, great. Let's, let's help you make those shows succeed. And matter of fact, <laughs> we got some advertisers for you too. And, uh, so anyway, it's, it was, it was kind of, it was funny. So going back to the SoundCloud thing a little bit, there's a lot of big networks around SoundCloud and they've been over there and they're using tens of thousands of dollars worth of bandwidth every month. And do you think if SoundCloud gets bought that the new owner is going to say, Hmm, where's my profit center at? And they're going to look through that list. And they're going to be like, huh? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the person you talked to is the same person I talked to. <laughs> <laughs> well, this wasn't a person that I talked to. They'd Shopping set, around. They, right? Well, they had set up an account and they were rocking and rolling, you know? So... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't even just uh, no talk at all. They just, you know, they dropped their credit card down for a $40 a month plan. <laughs> and they were almost out of storage anyway because they had uh, used almost their storage for the month. 
So they'd have been calling me anyway. They would have, but I, you know, I just did a quick look. I was like, whoa, where did that one come from? You know? So, <laughs> so if you have a commercial network, we do have, offer great rates if you're moving a lot of traffic. But oh, yeah. matter of fact, uh, I'll compete against Rob and Rob for the best price. <laughs> <laughs> we have pretty good prices too, Todd. So. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll compete. <laughs> yeah, Todd, it's a race to the bottom, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you know, I, it's, it's, uh, yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is a race yeah, to the bottom. <laughs> you finally admitted to it. Yeah. <laughs> but, awesome. but you know, you, it, hey, uh, so go ahead. Go ahead, Todd. No, I'm, I, oh, I was just going to change. Sure. We never trip over each other. This isn't supposed to happen. Right. Um, I was going to change the subject and uh, talk about have you picked your uh, booth at Podcast Movement yet? I, I did. What what number? Did you pick yours? What number are you? Uh, I picked 20, 20. Oh, I think I'm like. Or 200. Sorry. I think I'm 101. So okay, someone so was you're a, probably on the other side. Someone was across from me in, in a hundred, and then I shouldn't even say this out loud because if someone hears, they're going to know. But I'm basically where the entrance is on the left. I'm in the first booth on the left, and someone's in the first booth on the right. There's two entrances. There's entrance to the right, entrances to the left. Yep. So are you on the left side or on the right side? I'm actually on the corner on the left side, on the the corner on the back side, so you're, not on the side you, facing. The so entrance. you're kitty corner to me. So I'll be able to look like this and see you. So we're close. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so you're like like on the corner. I'm facing the, the I'm facing the exit side. Yeah, I'm facing the entrance, the and you're basically you're on that on the side. other. Backside of you. Right. Yeah, I'm, 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 you. Suspecting you I'm suspecting Rob is right across the aisle from me. I'm expecting him to be in 100. <sighs> but uh, I think between him and I, we're the, been there the longest. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you guys too, but um, they did the picking by, I don't know, they have some criteria on how they do the picking. So I think like the, you know, the, the audio booms and so forth, they get first pick. Cause I think they get a big pavilion anyway, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. You know, this year's first year, the exhibit hall is separate from those meeting rooms. So we'll see what happens with that, how that yeah. affects traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It probably will affect traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a conference and I'm thinking about going to, um, that, that has the exhibition completely in a separate <clears throat> time frame as the conference sessions. Oh. So they don't have any conference sessions oh. while the exhibition is going oh, on. But yeah, the but, exhibition is shorter. Yeah, they're talking to us too. Yeah. Going to go? Oh. In October? Is it the one in October? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. they're talking to us too. Oh, you're talking to them too? Yeah. I mean, it might not be a bad <laughs> event. They're talking to everybody. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, seems I, like it. yeah, it I, seems like it's uh it's probably almost as big as podcast movement. Yeah. So I guess we can say what the what event is, FinCon. Yeah, FinCon. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would I, I probably will 
I got to talk to the team, but I would imagine I'll sign off on that on Monday. So, but I haven't, Mackenzie was the one that talked to them. I haven't looked at their booths. What do they have? Do you, did you see? 10 by 10. They have 10 it's, by 10s. Yeah. I haven't seen their, yeah, it's just all, well, I guess they have, um, kiosks too. So they have like the smaller ones too. Yeah. They got kiosks. Which I was actually opting for. Oh, really? Yeah. It's more like, you know, like a one, one person kind of kind of booth yeah they've got a five so, by five i was too. kind of thinking i might do that yeah that's yeah. interesting hmm, oh I, yeah so I, I i wanted to see their layout because it's position 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 you know how it works <laughs> you know location 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 oh, yeah. um and you know and, yeah and that that's so. a good point for any of you that are ever going to go to a trade show and exhibit and maybe not these smaller events you got a little more time to capture the audience but you really have to have good signage. <laughs> you know, there's so many booths I've walked by so many years. You look at them, you're like, what the hell do they do? And you just keep on walking because you don't know. So, yeah, there's yeah, a, that's true. There's an art, true. definitely an art too. So it looks like we'll all be together this. I, I don't know if I'll go to that event, but I'll probably send some team, some team members. Yeah. The other event that I'm going to next in July here is um, is a it's a radio event called the Conclave. Oh, I've I've heard about that. Um, it's in Minneapolis. I'm going to be on a panel there with Seth from Jacobs yep. Media. Yeah. Um, talking to small and medium sized radio market um, program directors and and station managers. So I heard that's a, you know, so I'm, that's a pretty I'm good, still doing, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's a fairly small event. It's probably two, 250, 300 people, something like that. But the key is it's um, the right, but people. I guess, yeah, I mean, is it, it's an event, I guess it's been around a long, 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 long time. So it's a, it's, it, it's fascinating that, that they call it the conclave. The event I'm trying to get name. the event I'm trying to get an invite to because I don't think you can just attend is called Talkers. Have you ever heard about the Talkers Conference? It's where all the talk, oh, yeah. uh -huh. the talk radio yeah, folks go. Talk, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think at Talkers Magazine. Yeah, yeah. So looking at that, I think I think yeah, they've already had their event for the year. So maybe next year going to that because a lot of the talkers are getting fired. <laughs> Well, you know, the downsizing. Because the they space. need to be podcasting, right? Yeah. 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 I think I saw an article uh, on Pod to Pod talking about, um, and I guess this was a topic that came out of the, the Rain Summit or something mm -hmm. like that, is is podcasting ruining radio. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Radio's ruining themselves. Yeah, but, you know, radio needs somebody to blame, and I think... Uh, podcasting is the most convenient uh, one to point the finger at <laughs> well keep talking about it radio you can talk about how podcasting is ruining radio every week i think that's a good that's a good uh that's a good that's a good um good headline every week <laughs> <laughs> well let's be honest you know if they yeah. if they think podcasting is ruining radio keep keep it up you know keep talking about it yeah yeah Exactly. Because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's right? exactly right. 
<laughs> I would have never named this. You know, if you're doing a conference and you your back your biggest folks are radio people, would you do a would you do a session called "Is Podcasting Ruining Radio"? I don't know if I'd have, if I'd have done that or not, but. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an article that was written. I think uh, was it on the yeah, brain? I've got it up brain, online here. Let me side? let me see if I can bring it up. It was uh, on the yeah. radioinc.com website. And, oh, uh, that's right, the Radio Inc. folks. Yeah. yeah. So said persons know that connecting yeah, so a small what's portion. What's the premise? Uh, connecting a small portion of your audience to a podcast is a win, although how a station could monetize that was not discussed. And it remains a big question for radio. So far, the more popular and successful podcasts have been those that already have a national platform. As with NPR programs or nationally recognized personalities as host. Of course, they got these built, you know, duh. You've got this big national celebrity and they do a podcast. You think it's not going to be successful? You know, come on. Yeah. You know, they've got they got all kinds of they get if they can't be successful, no one can. So Yeah. Well, I mean it's a different game. I mean, um not all radio shows are gonna make it as a podcast. Right. <clears throat> I hate to say it. That's just the way it is. Did you, you know? did you hear and anything more? Th- oh, go ahead. And if they think that uh that it should, um you know, the, every radio show could could be as successful as a podcast, and they're misunderstanding the medium. Rob, did you hear anything yeah. more then out of that conference? Did you hear any juicy stuff? Anything that was eye raising? Uh, I think that the big big thing that I I heard because I know Francesco went to it. I guess mm-hmm. um, was. Was the big play up around the the smart speaker stuff, and I I noticed that the iHeart uh, Chris from iHeart Radio was up on a panel. It's really I think the first panel that he's been involved in. Um, talking about, I know that we had some uh, Rob Walsh and I and him and you to some degree. I think had a big discussion with him about you know podcasting methodologies, and I think there's a Difference of opinion there. Yep. Not to uh, mention uh, yeah. a multi-billion dollars of debt at iHeartRadio. Yeah. Well, well, the iHeartRadio app may be the only thing that's right? left. But before it's all done, there you know the radio stations may be uh, done, and the uh, um, the app might be the only thing that's left standing at the end over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. They got a big, big, big balloon payment coming up. So that's oh, do they? Oh yeah, huge, like five hundred million dollars or something like that. That they a one chunk they have to pay at once. So yeah. So this Radio Inc. article, I guess, quoted Stephen Goldstein. Uh, there is a fear that podcasting ruins radio. <laughs> I guess that was in a conversation with iHeart uh, Radio's. Elvin Duran and Chris Peterson of uh, of um, iHeartRadio as well said the the explosion of podcasting in recent years has many broadcasters wondering what benefits the on-demand segment of audio holds for them. Podcasts are extremely niche programming, whereas broadcast radio reaches a wider audience. Uh, 
even within the parameters of a station format for Duran, a lot of fun of podcasting seems to come from the lack of constraints you that think? are inherent in delivering <laughs> over-the-air programming that's designed to satisfy a larger number of listeners. Huh. Well, maybe they're misunderstanding um, the strengths of podcasting is uh, it's narrowcasting. It's not uh, trying to create generic content that, you know, you hope satisfies a larger number of listeners. <laughs> Does it really satisfy a larger number of listeners? I think it satisfies is, a think, lot of niche markets is what it does. And it, uh, and there is no constraints. I can say whatever I want. I can say the seven, you know, the seven forbidden yeah. words and, you yeah. know, so, uh, I'm not, I don't have to well, have a station know, break every two minutes. Yeah, I think that that's a key um, phrase in here that he says um, um, over-the-air programming is designed to satisfy a larger number of listeners. Is that I I don't know that that's as true as they think it is anymore. Um, is over-the-air uh, radio content satisfying a larger number of listeners? Let's be, I don't you know, well, well, or are they just listening because it's easy in the car? Well, what do you have? You've got rock, country, alternative, jazz. You know, you've got, you know, how many genres of music in a market and usually two or three stations of each. And really the only differentiator, if it's not a talk radio station, is the jocks in the morning drive. That's the only, you know, that's the person, if they have a local jock. Many stations now don't even have a local jock. They're a syndicated national drive. So, uh, you know, like the, you know, there's what, the Tom Tom show or something like that as a national syndicated drive show. You know, there's... Yeah. So you have, and then you've got talk radio, which is dominated by conservative content. You know, you've got uh, Hannity's, the Rush, the 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 Mike Paget. You know, I think that's his name. You, you just got this, you got this stack of conservative discussion points. Uh, very little liberal. Well, the liberal radio comes out of NPR. So I, I don't know. You've, I guess, you've got. Uh, I don't think I think it's pretty niche in radio too, and it's more yeah. personality driven than well, I, content driven. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting the quote that was given here is, uh, you know, they they state how over the air programs um, satisfy a larger number of listeners, but then they go on to say, um, you know, that podcasts share content ideas such as behind-the-scenes look at how a radio program is put together, deep-dive <laughs> celebrity interviews. People like deep, narrow perspectives um, and deeper deeper conversations and deeper content. So, you know, they can't really – they can't say the two things. I mean, it, either people like deep, narrow perspective content or they like content that satisfies a larger audience. I don't – you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's yeah. – you can't have it both ways. I mean, either you're satisfying your audience or you're not. And, and I and have if, to, um, yeah. And I have to laugh. They go again. Of course, advertisers want solid audience metrics and podcasts have been challenged to prove that it's just bullshit. <laughs> Such bullshit. Yeah. You know, I just, Oh my God, I guess, I guess NPR national public media has a statistics problem. <laughs> If they're always talking they about a talk, problem, but nobody else does. They're having yeah. such a stats yeah. problem. It's such an issue. 
Well, it's the Wild Wild West still, Todd. Oh, my God. It just kills me. You know, it really, really does. And uh, anyway, but, you know, uh, so by the way, we didn't talk too much about this. What do you think this does for their rad initiative? (laughs) I think the rad initiative is dead on arrival. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Well, there, you know, it, this whole Apple announcement changes the game, right? Um, so it, it it needs to be a different different thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really following that that rad thing that much. Um, there, boy, they're you know, still gonna, they're still spending the hell out of it, but yet they haven't list, reached out to anybody. Yeah, I was gonna gonna reach out to Brian Moffat and talk to him a little bit about it at a greater greater detail. Um, just to see where it fits here and just get his perspective given the the announcement that happened from Apple. But do you think that audience members, you know, okay, they already know they're going to get data on their listening habits. Now, we're not, it's not going to be tied to any person, so you're not going to get that demographic tie-in. But you, yeah. you know, but are audience members ready? You know, we've been able to do this the way we've been doing it for so many years that you know the audiences are largely not spied upon here even though i think some companies are digging pretty deep on trying to tie a person to a ip you know there's some of that going on with some mm-hmm. of the other companies um you know i i don't know that cause audiences to get turned off they're already spied upon maybe people are just used to it at this point you know i try to yeah. be sensitive to the well. to the to the listener as well but Hmm. I think that, you know, once you get kind of a profit motive into this and people start wanting to get deeper and deeper metrics into, you know, it's all about targeting, right? And then you can drive supposedly higher value back to the advertiser. And it's really, at the end of the day, it really gets back to, well, who's, who's the focus here? Mm -hmm. Is it, is the focus on the advertiser or is the focus on building a great show for listeners? Um, and at the end of the day, that's the part that always worries me about this whole business side of podcasting is the, is the priority of the advertiser over the listener. Um, but that's what's driving because no podcast that I know is going to be better because it has an ad in it. That's true. But your, your former companies back in the podcasting business, Microsoft has launched a branded podcast on how the future of tech is decided today. So someone internal to Microsoft well, a, is doing a show. Well, Todd, it's it's Microsoft has always been on the um, podcast creation side um, at at various levels and different degrees. I know I I worked with a lot of groups there o- over the years to uh, to help them get podcasts up and going. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it it comes and goes. Um, People will start a podcast over there and they'll do it for a while and then they'll get tired of it and they'll move on to something else and it comes and goes. You know, there's no real consistent effort over there for doing anything in, in the podcasting medium, really. It's, I think, um, Channel Nine was really the only one that was really consistently doing something. Yeah. Um, and I think they've, they've even backed away from podcasting. So I think that the, the effort here is just kind of like a content marketing play and it could easily fizzle out within a month or two, you know? So 
We'll see. That's been the history that I've seen. You see my little channel. They get a lot of exposure when it launches and they do a couple of episodes and then the interest on the part of the creation side or it's too expensive because they're having it produced by (laughs) Gimlet and and they, they, you know, their boss tells them, well, you can't keep spending that kind of money on that because it's not building, you know, it's not generating a million downloads or something. Um, and that's, that's kind of what'll happen there. Well, we will see. So, but, um, yep. You know, the, the key right now is the thing that's so hot is uh, everyone's launching their own content. But don't worry, mm-hmm. independent podcasters. We are here for you. <laughs> We're here for the 99%. Yeah. We're not here for the 1%. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll take the 1%. Yeah, money. that's exactly. No, I think, Todd, that's a really good point. I I, I agree with that 100%. I, this, this medium was built on the 99%. It wasn't built on the one or two or three percent of this market. Um, the big big media companies and the big entities that are involved in this, it's great to have them. Uh, we're, we're happy that they're involved in podcasting. It's good for the medium. But at the end of the day, it's that 90, 98% that actually make this medium uh, what it is today. And, and I think, um, you know, I'm not shy to say that because I, I, I know that in the deep, deep, deepest part of my heart because, you know, you and I go way back in this medium yep. and it certainly didn't start from the big media companies and they, there were times when they didn't support this medium. That's right. They, they poo-pooed it mm-hmm. and talked down about it. Yep. Um, and now they're all rushing back and all hyped up about it. Well, I want to support the folks that were here um, through the tough times. And through the times when everybody was saying that it was amateur hour, Rob, there uh, wasn't and, there wasn't tough times. Yeah, that's that's the I fallacy. Know. It's it's all perception of tough times, right? Right. right. Um, you know, when all these companies were were bad mouthing the podcasting space, um, I remember those times. Yep. I mean, yep. there's a lot of people in this medium that that don't uh, mm-hmm. remember those times. They have no clue, um, and I but I don't forget me, me neither. So one thing that I, Mackenzie, uh, asked me a question the other day. Of course, she's one of our team members at raw voice blueberry. And, uh, she says, how many, how many shows we got in the directory? And I said, well, I haven't even looked in a while. And I loaded it up and I actually kind of had a jaw drop. Uh, Apple had said they had 300,000 in their latest announcements, but I've got 406,000 shows on the blueberry directory. I, I asked Angela. Well, the, yeah. I asked Angela. I said, "Is that right?" And he looked at it. He's like, "Whoa." <laughs> you know, we it, it's kind of like it was things have been running on autopilot, and we really weren't paying attention to how many new. We knew there was, you know, we're getting two, three thousand new shows a yeah. week. There's been a huge influx of new shows. Huge. Now there's been a lot of shows yeah. pod fade too, because that's that's the sum. You know, that includes some pod, a lot of pod faded shows too, but there's been a huge influx of new content creators. And if, you know, yeah. if I, no, if I agreed. It's, it's booming, Todd, it's booming, but I'm also worried. I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm also worried about the, we are in the content era right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the technology of distribution and the technology of, 
of um, getting this stuff out there is kind of stagnant right now. I mean, I think the only thing that's really happening is the smart speaker phenomenon. Um, but the big news is content. That's yeah. the big news. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just worry that the audience isn't keeping up. One thing that I've, uh, I don't know. Oh, what do I, you think? I, the audience is growing. So, you know, I think, yeah, it's maybe lagging a little behind, but, uh, one thing's for sure. Everyone know what knows what the hell a podcast is these days. You don't, you, I haven't had to discuss that in years, but that's true. That's true. I agree with that. So yeah, even in Europe, a lot of people knew what it was. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that, uh, um, you know, I think, I think it's on the grow, uh, you know, big time. And I think it's, it's a global thing. I think it's growing, you know, we're getting, you know, a huge number of shows that are coming in from, you know, foreign locations too. So, uh, it's, it's just not mm-hmm. the United States that, uh, the content is exploding. So, well, we'll see, we'll see where it leads. Yep. And, uh, you know, there could be a retraction well, at some app- point. Yeah, I mean, Apple announced that they they're supporting podcasts in 155 countries. So uh, that's a lot of it's a lot of countries. It is to support, and a lot of shows are listened to in 155 countries. I know that you know my show's well over like like 140 or something, and there might be only one listener in some countries, but um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's cool. We'll take it. You know, but I love that listener. That's, that's right. right. And I always ask, who's the person in such and such place? Who are you? <laughs> we want to hear from you. You know, who, you know, those three people that are in, uh, you know, in certain country. Can you tell me who you are? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've got ten listeners in Spain. <laughs> that, that's right. So we want to hear from oh, those of you that listen to the show too. So we're it's it's all, we're already over time, and I know that you had a little bit of a hardware fiasco today. Of course, I did too with not being able yes. to be on YouTube. So today's the day of uh, hardware that basically was screwing us up. So, but I hope everyone, well, I, you, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Are you, Rob? Or what's the plan for next week? Because next weekend is going to be a weird, I guess, plan on doing a show, but a lot of people are going to be out enjoying the long weekend. Uh, let's see here. Uh, first, um, I'm going to be around. Okay, I'll I'm gonna be, be around on the first. Me too, and I, I know some people are taking a third okay. off and making it a you know a four day. Making is the Navy said they're making it a ninety six hour special lib. <laughs> in the uh, in the real world, you you need to take PTO, but uh, yeah, you know why do they come these? You know the way yeah, the let's fourth, just plan on the. That's right. Go ahead. You know, why do companies even make people work on July 3rd? That's going to, it's like the day before. That's like, that's like the uh, Black Friday. It's probably the most, one of the most unproductive days in space. So companies should just give their employees off July 3rd and, you know, because at least in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, Third and fourth. Yeah. I'm sure offices are empty across the country anyway. So. Yeah, oh yeah, everybody's going to be slacking off that day anyway. That's right. And if they do come to work, they're not going to get nothing done. They're just going to, you know, they're going to uh, surf the internet and be on Facebook and and listen to podcasts and be on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope, Todd. That's right. <laughs> okay, everyone. I know that so, uh, we lost a bunch of people earlier, but uh, thanks for being here with us live. Rick, thanks for uh, providing uh, stuff from the peanut gallery. 
And uh, if you're one of the quiet people that have been hanging out with us, we always want to hear from you, Jeff, and uh, whoever else was online. Thanks for being here. And those of you that listen to the show, you can reach me at Todd at Bluebear.com or you follow me on Twitter at Geek News. Rob? I can be reached uh, at uh, robgreenlee.com. I can also get an email, uh, rob at spreaker.com. That's with an R. And uh, also I get emails, rob at robgreenlee.com, if that's easier. So And um, your Twitter's at Rob But Greenlee, yeah, it's yeah. great, Todd. Yeah, it's fun being yeah, back. Yeah. And... Yep. So did you get any good Italian food, though? I have to ask. I did. I did, of course. Was it like lots, one of those ten o'clock meals? Of, you know, as a team, we, uh, as a team, we all ate together and went and did stuff together. The pretty much the whole time I was there. So, so except for my trip to to Rome. Any secrets? Is you, anything you can share? Any tidbits that are not completely confidential? What, what's Spreaker going to be doing? Anything? Dun dun dun. Um, we're going to keep building out our monetization tools. Huh? That's all. You know. Do some ad insertion capabilities. Oh, That's the big thing that yeah. we're working on. I've got the whole. I've been dis- really kind of public about that. I got a whole discussion about programmatic. I learned when I was on the East Coast. It's that's a whole topic. So what did you itself. hear about that? Um, CPM levels are already being impacted in some instances. So uh, not surprised. Yeah. You know, uh, programmatic. Well, because a lot of those 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 programmatic tools are not doing it right. Nope. Right. Nope. And of course, that's going to be the fallout from it if if they're not done in a certain way. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there's a couple of companies so, pushing it heavy, but you know, I'm not willing to take. And my show's not taking six dollar, four dollar CPM. But there are some companies no. that are some media buyers are going to demand it because they can get it cheaper. Yep. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. I just don't get why why just because it's sold through a programmatic tool that it has to be a lower CPM. It it just it, I just don't understand why it, why that's why it has to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way, but it's what the market will bear. If they can go over and buy something at six on one place, why can't I get it at six at another? That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. it's the race to the yep. bottom. Yep. 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 Again. Okay, everyone, thanks for being here. Thanks for this hung top all the way through the show. And and Josh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us as well. Thanks for ch- chiming in here at the end. And uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of the New Media Show. Definitely subscribe at newmediashow.com and uh, send us your feedback. And those of you that are secretly listening, come on the show. Have a discussion with us. We'll be nice. But you're going to have to tell us some secrets here or there. <laughs> No, no. if you're part of a podcasting company out there and you want to come on, uh, we'd love to have you. So uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. We'll see you next week on the new me show. Everyone take care. Bye-bye.